Hello, friends. Welcome to the Brainworms podcast, the podcast that cannot be stopped. I am Joe. It's just me right now. The rest of the gang will be joining me shortly. I just wanted to point out the obvious fact that this episode is quite late. I had a uh, medical emergency, a fairly serious one, that delayed our production cycle quite a bit. But it's here now. We're going to continue our exploration of L. Ron Hubbard's whatever-the-fuck self-help adventure, Dianetics. So that'll be fun. I just wanted to thank you all for listening. Um, I came back and checked our analytics and there are a lot of you out there. And, and that was a really cool thing to come back to. So thank you for being there. And to remind you that we have a website, wegiveyoubrainworms.com, that will tell you about our other projects. It'll also hook you into our Discord server. Feel free to jump in. Usually one of uh, the Brainworms crew is in there at least, you know, so feel free to jump in and say hi. It will also connect you to our Patreon where you can support the show monetarily. And I think that's it. I'm going to send you right into David reading Dianetics. Thank you again. Uh to adventure into the thousands of variables of which that puzzle was composed, one had only to know right from wrong, true from false, and use all man and nature as his test tube. Of what must a science of mind be composed? One, an answer to the goal of thought. Fucking what? <laughs> that means <laughs> an answer to the goal of i think yeah. what i think what he's saying is that we were working perfectly fine as mindless apes with shit caked on our asses bugs in our hair and squatting around grabbing bananas and eating them so why on earth do we have consciousness that is a very salient question and i think also it's important to think about thinking mm -hmm. like that's I, metacognition just consciousness as a as a concept right and and also like examine your thoughts don't just think about things think about why you're thinking about those things metacognition yeah 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 you know third thoughts so i i mean sure okay i'm i'm still not off board here i'm still with him but it is a little hubristic to say that you have yeah. discovered the answer to that question. What does hubristic mean? Overwhelmingly prideful. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah. Hubristic. Do you, do you know what the origins of that is? Uh, hubris. hubris. Oh, hubristic. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> All right, well, let's see what the answer to the problem of thought is, or whatever the fuck. Well, no, this is, that was only the first question, so... This is the, oh, there's more well, questions. Okay, okay. Cool. of what must a science of mind be composed? One, an answer to the goal of thought. Two, a single source of all insanities, psychoses, neuroses, compulsions, repressions, and social derangements. But 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 uh, no three no invariant scientific evidence as to the basic nature and functional background of the human mind. You know, I'm sh I sure am glad that this is all in plain <laughs> speech that the common man can understand. Um. Or, techniques, the art of application, 
by which the discovered single source could be invariably cured, ruling out, of course, the insanities of malformed, deleted, or pathologically injured brains or nervous systems, and, particularly, iatrogenic psychoses, those caused by doctors and involving the destruction of the living brain itself. Okay, sure. Five. Methods of prevention of mental derangement. Yeah, because, because you know, Tom Cruise is the picture of mental health. Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise crazy. <laughs> and, and, and admittedly, you know, I'm, I'm speaking from the privilege of 70 years of, of advancement in the field of mental health. But L. Ron Hubbard, what the fuck are you babbling about? <laughs> Unified theory. What the, Those aren't. What? <laughs> I mean, I think that's something to consider is that we're reading a book that was written in the 50s and it was it was bullshit uh, in the 50s. Right. Again, <laughs> again, like in the in the context of the 50s, I would give it a lot more credit if it didn't have Lord Zenu throwing a bunch of things into a volcano. Well, we don't know that that's in this book. We don't know how deep this is going to get. Yeah, I, I'm, the... I'm pretty sure all of that came later. And that oh. the actual book of Dianetics is just this. It's just, look, there are problems in your life. Those problems came about because when you were very, very, very young, you had a traumatic experience that caused a bad brain pattern. And because of that bad brain pattern, you keep repeating the same mistakes. And what we're going to do is teach you how to identify those and wipe them out. Fundamentally not bad. Yeah, fundamentally pretty sound, actually. And actually sounds like sort of the basis of cognitive behavior therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is something that, you know, modern psychotherapy embraces and uses to good effect. Right. So, yeah, I mean, maybe he was fumbling in the right direction and he, you know, would have gotten somewhere. And this could be something that if a person, and I don't know, I've read literally like, this much of it. Yeah. So I can't say for sure, but if you were someone who was interested in the field of psychotherapy, it would probably be worth reading this book just to see what it says. Sure. And the number six, what a science of mind must be composed, the cause and cure of all psychosomatic ills, which number, some say, 70% of man's listed ailments. The hell you say? Yeah. It's all psychosomatic. You're just making it up. I'm not gaslighting you, you just think so because you're a crazy bitch. Mm -hmm. Such a science would exceed the severest terms previously laid down for it in any age, but any computation on the subject should discover that a science of mind ought to be able to be and do just these things. A science of the mind, if it were truly worthy of that name, would have to rank in experimental precision with physics and chemistry. There could be no special cases to its laws. There could be no recourse to authority. The atom bomb bursts whether Einstein gives it permission or not. Laws native to nature regulate the bursting of that bomb. Technicians, applying techniques derived from discovered natural laws, can make one or a million atom bombs, all alike. Well, you know, he's not wrong there, but before we can have a science of the mind... Uh-huh. You have to fully understand the science of the brain. Sure. And also, here's a point that I want to bring up. If 70% of all man's illnesses are psychosomatic, then mm. how come... What's that uh, mental disorder where you are convinced that you have a disease? 
multiple diseases all the time. Oh, uh, Munchausen's hypochondria. No, no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How how come hypochondriacs can go to doctors and get a clean bill of health? If what he's saying is true, hypochondriacs should have a higher rate of disease. They lack the will. <laughs> they believe it, but they lack the will to manifest it. How convenient. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, they're, I don't know, some tradition or other, just a terrible one. Mm-hmm. That was a Mage the Ascension joke for you white wolf nerds. <laughs> Simple though it is, Dianetics does and is these things. It is an organized science of thought built on definite axioms. And your butt cheeks is warm. <laughs> Statements of natural laws on the order of those of the physical sciences. You know, it, it'd be great if instead of just telling us about how great these axioms are, why don't you just tell us what they you are? You get to the point. Wow. Okay. So it is an organized science of thought built on definite axioms, statements of natural laws on the order of those of the physical sciences. It contains a therapeutic technique which can be treated in all or inorganic mental ills and all organic psychosomatic ills with assurance of complete cure in unselected cases. The single source of mental derangement is discovered and demonstrated on a clinical or laboratory basis by Dianetics. Mm-hmm. The extent, storage capacity, and recallability of the human memory is finally established by Dianetics. Dianetics brings forth the non-germ theory of disease, complementing biochemistry and past years work on the germ theory to embrace the field. If your theory denounces germs... It's not complementary to any science no. that we know of. And his <clears throat> whole premise is like, you know, before we had magic and voodoo to explain these things. But no, here's Dianetics, which is a, a concrete scientific theory that tells you that germs don't exist. And the reason why you have a, a cold or a flu is because your your brain is telling you that you have one because of your engrams. I mean, I will say that there is a, at least something to, like, not every ailment, not every sickness is caused by some kind of germ. Sure. I mean, fuck, just being depressed takes it out of you. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so, okay, if that's what he means by disease, like... I don't think that's what he means, David. But but I don't know. I I don't think after at this point he doesn't deserve the benefit of yeah. the doubt anymore. And that's coming from <laughs> me. I was giving the Breatharian guy some slack on some things. <laughs> With Dianetics ends the necessity of destroying the brain by shock or surgery to affect tractability in mental patients and adjust them. I am with him on that, 100%. Like, that was never a necessity, at least in the ways that it was done sure. at the time. Yeah, that's the most interesting thing about this, is, like, he's, I mean, I, like, some of his foundation is a little bit wobbly, but he is starting from a place of identifying a problem. Does that make it okay? No, it just makes it academically interesting. Yeah. I want to see what direction he takes it. It's a little similar to, like, some of the things that would have come out a little bit later by people like, uh, well, shit, like uh, Terrence McKenna, mm-hmm. who probably read Dianetics. I would not be surprised at all to find out that he did. Sure. Like just the people that were, you know, Timothy Leary, mm-hmm. who were scientists and educated and intelligent people who were working on sort of fringe things that turned out to be not exactly right. 
but interesting enough or, yeah. you know, creating interesting enough things that it's worth stepping off of their research yeah like if anything like the you know the use of of psychedelics to treat you know various mental you know issues i feel like you know they might have actually been more useful than anything that spun out of dianetics because <laughs> there actually is some science there a workable explanation of the physiological effects of drugs and endocrine substances exists in dianetics and many problems posed by endocrinology are answered. Okay. Let's like answer what? those things. <laughs> is he going to answer them or is he just going to talk about the Probably in like 200 pages. Because <laughs> oh, so far, yeah. all he's done is tell us what Dianetics is going to do. Mm -hmm. It's not telling us how it's doing it. Right. Well, I mean, what do you want for page 20? That's true. <laughs> it is a 275 page book. And we're going to read all of it. What do I want for page 20? I guess I guess that's a good question. What do I want? <laughs> the end? That's what I want from page 20. <laughs> Depends on if it's a, uh, a novel or a magazine. That's true. Uh, various educational, sociological, political, military, and other human studies are enhanced by Dianetics. How? <laughs> the field of cytology is aided by Dianetics, as well as other fields of research. I just want to know how. Yeah. This, then, is a skeletal sketch of what would be the scope of a science of mind and of what is the scope of Dianetics. What is? You get to the fucking point. <laughs> Your butt cheeks is warm. <laughs> it's like a guy standing up for a lecture in front of, like, a college group, and he points at the projector screen and is like, this screen will have all of the things that will solve every problem in your life. It is going to do that at some point. Here are the things mm. that this screen will show <laughs> that will be fixed. What what it feels like to me is he's it, the opening paragraph of an essay that he's written for an assignment. And he's just padding out the intro because he <laughs> has to write a thousand words. Okay. We're going to jump ahead oh, thank to chapter Christ. five. Wait, wow, that's far, David. Yeah, is that going to actually tell us how Dianetics does these things? Um, well, this chapter is going to give us, this is chapter five, okay. summary. Now, you may be confused because we've already had two summaries. Yeah, a little <laughs> confused. It's all summary. <laughs> I've had my salad, Elron. Can I get my fucking spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> no here's another salad and when you're done that salad we'll have another salad <laughs> now we did skip over the chapters that tell us about going clear and what the goal of man is <laughs> oh oh i i, I want to read the what the goal of man is. well you can do that on your own time david's just tired of our bullshit is, now. is it uh, a house deep in the desert <laughs> are you living for nothing i hope you're keeping some kind of record <laughs> I'm going to get so drunk after this. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the final sentence of the previous chapter of chapter four. Uh -huh. Man, in affinity with man, survives, and that survival is pleasure. So apparently somewhere in here the idea is that everything should be pleasurable and fun. No, officer, I'm, I'm not jerking off all these guys while doing crack. I'm surviving. Pleasure or pain? <laughs> What's your pleasure, sir? Chapter 5. Summary. Yeah. 
The dynamics <laughs> principle of existence is survival. This survival can be graduated into four zones, each one progressively portending a better opportunity of reaching the potential of immortality. Real quick, David. Yeah. Are any of the zones the danger zone? <laughs> yes. Highway <laughs> to the danger zone. Zone zero borders from death and includes apathy. Oh, I'm in zone zero way too often. <laughs> zone one borders from apathy and includes violent effort. Oh, no. I'm in, I'm in zone one, too. <laughs> wait, wait, hang, wait. Fuck it, go on. Zone two borders from violence into mediocre but not entirely satisfactory success. Uh, if I had a dime for every time I've heard that. Yeah, I'm in there too. <laughs> Zone three borders from the mediocre to the excellent chance. No. These zones chance? are what? each, uh, these zones are each <laughs> occasioned by the ratio of the suppressor to the survival dynamic in apathy zone zero the suppressor appears too great to be overcome in the area of violence zone one the suppressor more or less overbalances the survival dynamic requiring enormous effort which when expended without result drops the organism into the zero zone in the, the area zero zone. <laughs> highway to the zero, zero zone, zone. God, you know, I just, I just want to reiterate how glad and appreciative I am that all of this is in common language that the, the most basic of pedants can understand. In the area of mediocrity, zone yep. two, the suppressor <laughs> and the survival the dynamic are more or less evenly balanced. In the area of zone three, the survival dynamic has overcome the suppressor and... The chances of survival being excellent is the area of high excellent. response to problems. These four zones might be classed as the zone of no hope, the zone of violent action, the area of balance, and the area of high hope. The English translation of the Divine Comedy is not very good. <laughs> hey, real quick. Is there uh, an area in the zone that refers to me being willing to kill and eat other people? I think think that's zone three <laughs> <laughs> i'm assuming we defined in a previous chapter what a suppressor is i i suppose so yeah probably this yeah. is the danger of jumping forward in the science book well, yeah. i mean i think the suppressors are zone zero zone one those are the suppressors, right? Sure. I Do we don't need know. to backtrack Whatever. for you, Joe? Is that <laughs> is that what you're telling us? We need to backtrack so that No, let's just No, obviously, David, can you backtrack a little bit? Maybe to chapter three and maybe that'll clear Joe's uh I'm gonna confusion. Crawl under my desk and shriek for a couple minutes. You keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> also <laughs> ju just in case Is that our... a zone one? <laughs> reaction david or is that a zone two i just can't tell crawling under my desk and shrieking seems like a pretty good response to most of what we interact with in the world right now is that a zone three reaction did joe just win dianetics he has transcended the need for his body his 
physical shell is only hindering his work. He will go under the desk and shriek. Just, the afterlife is just continual shrieking under a proverbial desk. Oh, man. That makes so much sense. Real quick before we get back into yeah. it, um, just in case the off chance that our podcast becomes popular and people listen to it, previously I said pedant when I meant plebeian. And I know if, if if we ever do get listeners, someone's going to point that out. So I just oh, wanted to... Well, yeah. Thank you for uh, making sure to... That that's... I don't pay attention when you talk. <laughs> it's like a series of guttural sounds. That's like what I hear at this point. All right, David, you wanted to read chapter five. Tell us about the fucking zones. <laughs> the four dynamics are subdivisions of the survival dynamic and are, in mankind... The thrust toward potential survival in terms of entities. I mean, thrusting is an important part of survival. (laughs) In terms of entities, they embrace all the purposes, activities, and behavior of mankind. They could be said to be a conduct survival pattern. They could be. I don't know why they would be, but they could be. They're not yeah, going they to could be. be. They're not We're, going to be. But I'm not going be. to confirm or deny, but it's hypothetically possible. <laughs> Do what you want. Is this Schrodinger's philosophy? Is this <laughs> the first of these, but not necessarily the most important, nor yet the one which will receive priority in various efforts, is the individual dynamic, dynamic one, which includes the personal survival of the individual as a living person and the survival of his personal symbiotes. F- fucking what? Dynamic two is the thrust toward potential immortality through children and includes all sexual activity as well as the symbiotes of the children. Um, real quick, I want to point out that Elrond does know that mortality is an evolved trait, right? I like mean... That, like, there's nothing wait, in the what? universe that says that all life forms have to die. Dying. That's actually not true. No, that's, yeah, that's. I mean, that's a basic rule of ma- thermodynamics. Matter really. is, is constantly trying to. Yeah. Sorry. Entropy. What? Yeah. Entropy is the law that says that all things have to die. Yeah. Yeah. It's the second law of thermodynamics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Read a book, Chris. No, th- thermodynamics is the study of how energy heat propagates. Yeah, and your body exists because of heat transfer. Why do you think you need calories? Yeah. Well, I don't because all of my prana are in place. <laughs> you just absorb sunlight through your, your anus hole. Right. You know, real right. quick. And sustain yourself. So one of the arguments that my dead Baptist minister father used to make against evolution was the second law of thermodynamics. <laughs> Surreal. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. All right. Evolution couldn't happen because everything is dying. Everything is getting worse. <laughs> well, that's sure. Why not? Cheery. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> and and you want to worship a god that made things that way? Okay. All I know is everything is decaying. Yep. Everything is evolving. Yep. Everything is falling apart. Uh-huh. This is your life. The center does not hold. How do you want to end it? Dynamic three is survival in terms of the group, which term may include such things as a club, a military company, a city, a state, a nation. This would include the symbiotes of the group. Dynamic four is the thrust toward potential immortality of mankind as a species and the symbiotes of mankind. 
embraced within these classifications are any part of existence, any form of matter, and indeed the universe. Okay. He's just taking stuff that happens <laughs> and and going these unreleased tangentially related things that occur in time and space are all part of the same process. Am I understanding that correctly? Um, or am I an asshole? Yes. Well, I mean, that's notwithstanding. Those are not mutually <laughs> exclusive options, but... Um, that's fair. I mean, I guess I kind of get what he's saying here. Everyone is basically... The whole point of life is to survive. Sure. To attempt to survive. Right. And so... In the immediate sense, you as a person, your most pressing day-to-day dynamic is making yourself survive. Beyond that, you have the impulse to to create progeny mm-hmm. and, you know, reproduce and pass down your knowledge to your family group or those that are closest to you. Beyond that, you can have the immortality of being part of a larger whole. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least is the idea that as long as the human species survives, there is still some form of immortality for you. Uh And okay, I don't disagree. Again, these are not necessarily really groundbreaking things. Maybe they were in 1950, but Uh I feel like basically every philosopher fantasist or science fiction author has effectively said those things since then yeah like terry pratchett and his whole like no one's dead until all the ripples they cause are completely gone yeah and i mean i i guess maybe i'm putting too much into this but i think that's one thing you could at least say in the favor of this like okay that's identifying this and putting a name to it okay fine okay sure Any problem or situation discoverable within the activities or purposes of mankind is embraced within these dynamics. The equation of the optimum solution is inherent within the organism and modified by education or viewpoint and modified further by time is the operating method of unaberrated individuals, groups, or mankind. The equation of the optimum solution is always present even in severely aberrated individuals and is used as modified by their education, viewpoint, and available time. The aberration does not remove activity from the dynamics of survival. Aberrated conduct is irrational survival conduct and is fully intended to lead to survival. That the intent is not the act does not eradicate the intent. Hey, hey Chris, hmm. could you do me a favor and put on your mesh tank top and your your ponytail and dance for me while david reads this i mean do you want like a cheery dance or do you want like a strip tease like i need a little bit more than that i I just i just need something to look at to distract myself from those words have him hurry up like david (laughs) read faster (laughs) (laughs) these are the fundamental axioms of dianetics the dynamic principle of existence survive survive survival (laughs) considered as the single and sole purpose subdivides into four dynamics dynamic one is the urge of the individual toward survival for the individual and his symbiotes by symbiote is meant all entities and energies which aid survival dynamic two 
is the urge of the individual toward survival through procreation. It includes both the sex act and the raising of progeny, the care of children, and their symbiotes. I'm not rereading, by the way. I'm continuing. This is literally I, yeah, just... This is all new words. Dynamic three is the urge of the individual toward survival for the group or the group for the group and includes the symbiotes of that group. Wow, it's almost as if he, if he just said this instead of all that bullshit we went through before, we would have accomplished the same thing. Dynamic four is the urge of the individual toward survival for mankind or the urge toward survival of mankind for mankind as well as the group for mankind, etc. and includes the symbiotes of mankind. The absolute goal of survival is immortality or infinite survival. The reward of survival activity is pleasure. The ultimate penalty of destructive activity is death or complete non-survival and is pain. Hey, what about that time when I was drinking too much and getting all kinds of pleasure for it, but it was a destructive behavior? Yeah, I mean, what about when I eat three corn dogs directly out of the microwave at four o'clock in the morning because I'm sad? <laughs> that brings me pleasure, but it's certainly not helping me survive. Look, when I have to chew my way through the leather straps every morning just to get out of bed... <laughs> That is not, I mean, that's a survival activity, but it is not pleasant. What fucking point is he making? The human mind is engaged upon perceiving and retaining data, composing or computing conclusions, and posing and resolving problems related to organisms along all four dynamics, and the purpose of perception, retention, concluding, and resolving problems is to direct its own organism and symbiotes and other organisms and symbiotes along the four dynamics toward survival. Intelligence is the ability to perceive, pose, and resolve problems. Okay. The dynamic nice. is the tenacity to life and vigor and persistence in survival. Both the dynamic and intelligence are necessary to persist and accomplish, and neither is a constant quantity from individual to individual, group to group. The dynamics are inhibited by engrams, which lie across them and disperse life force. Intelligence is inhibited by engams. Engams? Engams. There's no R in it this time. I'm assuming that's a typo. Probably just in the PDF. Yeah. yeah. Of not unknown obstacles toward a known goal, and transiently... The contemplation of, or indulgence in pleasure. Alright then, explain why <laughs> intelligence is a risk factor for depression. <laughs> Engrams. Engrams. The analytical mind is that portion of the mind which perceives and, and retains experience data to compose and resolve problems and direct the organism along the four dynamics. It thinks in differences and similarities. The reactive mind is that portion of the mind which files and retains physical pain and painful emotion and seeks to direct the organism solely on a stimulus-response basis. A training pattern is that stimulus-response mechanism resolved by the analytical mind to care for routine activity or emergency activity. It is held in the somatic mind and can be changed at will by the analytical mind. Habit is that stimulus-response reaction dictated by the reactive mind from the content of engrams and put into effect by the somatic mind. It can be changed only by those things which change engrams. Aberrations, under which is included all deranged or irrational behavior, 
are caused by engrams. They are stimulus response pro and contra survival. Psychosomatic ills are caused by engrams. The engram. Ingrams? <laughs> the engram is the single source of aberrations and psychosomatic ills. So, yes. Moments of unconsciousness when the analytic. Moments of unconsciousness when the analytical mind is attenuated in greater or lesser degree are the only moments when engrams can be received. The engram is a moment of unconsciousness containing physical pain or painful emotion in all perceptions and is not available to the analytical mind as experience. The potential value of an individual or a group may be expressed by the equation PV equals ID, where I is intelligence and D is dynamic. The worth of an individual is computed in terms of the alignment on any dynamic of his potential value with optimum survival along that dynamic. A high PV may, by reversed vector, result in a negative worth as in I'll some severely <laughs> as in some severely aberrated persons. A high PV on any dynamic assures a high worth only in the unaberrated person. I, I want to interject real quick. Joe, could we change our podcast recording time to like 11 p.m. so I, I can just go to sleep immediately after we record? Because <laughs> this is, uh, yeah. This brings us to book two. The single source of all inorganic, mental, and organic psychosomatic ills. Okay, yeah, let's tell us what the source is of those things. That'll be informative. Well, we start with chapter one, the analytical mind, and the standard memory banks. Oh my god, overdrawn at the memory bank. <laughs> this chapter begins the search for human error and tells where it is not. What? Yeah, it's not in my peanut butter jar. That's where peanut butter is. What's your point? <laughs> The human mind can be considered to have three major divisions. First, there is the analytical mind. Second, there is the reactive mind. And third, there is the somatic mind. Is he just repeating the same points over and over again? Yeah, he said he was going to do that. Oh, no, you're right. He did. That was the premise. Was it, I'm going to constantly, yeah, re... I mean, it's not good, but, but he did at least tell us he was going to do it. All right, we, we, we reached 1.30. We're done. We can stop now. I'm pulling the plug. David, stop reading. I, I will kill you. That seems like a uh, yeah. violent response. I think maybe We're on the you move, need man. to... No uh, one will find your body. I think you need to one, really... Dude. Yeah, you, you got to stop them wanting this. You need to release your negative symbiote engram And I disagree, Chris. I think you should stay in zone one. Double down on it. <laughs> the KFC double down? All right, so do we feel like we've we've got a better understanding of Dianetics after letting David uh, pour the, this venom into our ear holes? I don't I feel like I have a worse understanding of everything else. <laughs> like I, I feel like my higher brain functions are less efficient than they were before we started this. Do we do we want to keep going or is this enough? No. I'll run up of course point. we don't want to well, fucking keep going. Well, like because David seems real gung ho. <laughs> David can I... read on his own time. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, is that you know when you brought up the chapter name, that sounds very promising. Yeah, all of these and chapters then it was have just sounded more promising. Of the same shit. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. It's just I, yeah. a lot of summarizing. 
Yeah, I don't. If anything, I don't think that this podcast is the forum to read Dianetics be, because of the you way that it was. You the book. You I, can't. Sh- no, no, you can't say that. You're well, not allowed. I mean, I did with my mouth, and I will fight you. Stop You're zone, zone one me with jazz music. So uh, um, I'm just gonna kind of look at the table of contents here for a moment. Okay. So book two, The Source of All Mental and Psychosomatic Ills, as chapter one, which has no Mm -hmm. subtitle. Right. Chapter two, The Reactive Mind. Chapter three, The Cell and the Organism. Chapter four, The, quote, Demons. (laughs) Uh, Would you do me a favor and tell me how many pages are devoted to each chapter? Um, Why does that matter? Roughly between, like, well, chapter one's four pages, chapter two is 12 pages, chapter three is eight pages. So they vary, but, you know, okay. they're not, like, super long most of the time. Chapter five is psychosomatic illness. Chapter six is emotion and the dynamics. Chapter seven is prenatal experience and birth. Chapter okay. eight is contagion of aberration. Then we move to book three, which is therapy, and probably gets to the point where we start talking about how you clear all of these things that are the problem. Uh, Chapter one, the mind's protection. Chapter two, release or clear. Chapter three, the auditor's role. Chapter four, diagnosis. Chapter five, returning the file clerk and the time track. Chapter six, the laws of returning. Chapter seven, Emotion and the Life Force, Chapter 8, Some Types of Ingrams, Chapter 9, Part 1, Mechanisms and Aspects of Therapy. That goes on for 15 pages, and then Uh we get to Chapter 9, Part 2, Mechanisms and Aspects of Therapy, which goes, I'm sorry, (sighs) Chapter 1 goes on for 25 pages, Chapter 9, Part 2 goes on for another 48 So that is the major portion of the book right there. That's like 75 pages of Mm. his 275 word or page count. Right. And then chapter nine, Dianetics, past and future. And then we have five appendices. Okay. Like with how the, the chapters and parts are organized, it sounds like he was making it up as he went. I mean, that's how you write a book. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? Asshole. (laughs) But, I mean, he was making it up as he went. Chris, all of it is bullshit. <laughs> no, he just thought a lot about what it is to think. Uh-huh. And summarized so Morrissey. it. And summarized it. Yeah. For yep. 270 pages. <laughs> By saying Largely the same thing the same points, over yeah. and over and over again. And over and over. I am kind of curious about that whole prenatal thing. but Yeah, I'm a little curious about demons, but... But I don't. I don't think that any of that's going to live up to no. any potential to amuse ourselves. That, that well, and we I might. think it's you know you guys are free to read Dianetics on your own when I don't have to be there. I don't want to. Um, did, did anybody gain any? Like, did did we learn? No. We heard a lot of words come out of David. I felt like after watching the South Park episode that conveyed more information about Scientology than this these chapters did sure i i feel like okay um again this this is something that more than likely was 
bullshit when it was written and was beyond that. I mean, I can't say for sure if L. Ron Hubbard was actually a con man and a grifter who was just trying to get over on people or if he <laughs> genuinely thought and believed that he had uncovered yeah. something that would actually help people. And, you know, it, it's hard to say. It's hard it's, to say. I, I don't know enough about him, even after listening to the other, you know, podcast about him. I, I just, you, you can't really pin that specifically on him. But sure, I feel like if these ideas were as fundamentally axiomatically true mm -hmm. as he felt they were, mm -hmm. there wouldn't be arguments over it. Right. We wouldn't be reading it and saying, what the fuck is he babbling about well you see the reason why why no one agrees on is because of their engrams and thetans <laughs> and it's interesting to me that he got as far as he did because like he goes in with this premise of like this is written for the for the common reader you know i'm not going to use and yeah none of it is that it's just this winding fucking hedge maze of words and you know one thing that doing this podcast and like listening to the last few people that we have uh, with the breatharian and so on and this has gotten me to wonder um you know how compulsive lying is like a, ge a genetic trait it's a selected for trait mm -hmm. i'm starting to wonder if con manning is a selected for trait that these people actually believe what they're doing in the same way that, that a compulsive liar doesn't really realize that they're lying well yeah i mean a no one thinks of themselves as the villain. Yeah. And yeah. you wouldn't be a very effective con man if you didn't believe your own con. At least long enough to sell it to the person that you're, you know, trying to con. Your mark. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, who's to say? I mean, Hubbard might have been a narcissist. Yeah. In which case he absolutely would have believed that everything he was writing here was 100% correct and infallible and it was only the flaws in other people that made sure. them incapable of seeing it for the truth that it is. I mean that's from what I've been, what I've been able to glean. That's kind of the whole premise is if you don't understand and wholeheartedly accept this then your karma is good fact, enough to understand what then, he's saying. Then yeah, there's something wrong with you. So I mean that that scans that he believes it on that level. Yeah. That to me is i don't know you could I mean, we could have and probably should have consistently conversations about just what is fundamental truth like mm -hmm. because the, at the end of the day there isn't any right like there is nothing that is capital t absolutely true that's the only absolute truth that i accept there are things that typically do tend to work in such a way inside the limits of our understanding but eventually we will probably change our understanding on that right yeah remember remember when uh, e equals mc squared was like you know the foundation of everything and then quantum mechanics came along that was fun <laughs> yeah i mean yeah we've consistently and you know science is iterative so it typically builds off of its last discoveries and doesn't really you know, people say things about this discovery is going to overturn the foundations of science. Right. And yeah, it's not really a thing. Like, 
at no point have we found a new, I mean, I guess if we found some form of life on another planet that was not carbon based. Sure. That could overturn the very fundamental basics of biology. Right. I mean, life without water would like be, holy shit right <laughs> even even then you're just moving the conversation forward yeah it's just sort of shifting the goalposts at that yeah. point but uh while i i will say i respect what i feel hubbard was trying to do here mm -hmm. which is to you know create a unified field theory a unified theory of philosophy and science and human experience and mm -hmm. put it into measurable scientific terms that could be, you know, experimented and seen to work repeatedly. The fact of the matter is we've now had this for 70 years. And if it were good science, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be disputed in the way that it is. Right. So, I mean, there's an axiom for you. Like <laughs> here's the, here's a basic premise. Where has science as a whole gone? over 70 years where a scientology gone right hollywood mostly yeah, yeah. <laughs> rich people yeah 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 because they can afford to get rid of the thetans <laughs> and warm their butt cheeks your butt cheeks Does is warm. scare anyone else the premise that scientology probably has genuinely helped some people find true happiness no, I mean, that's, you know, people are going to find, yeah, you know, find your something. happiness however you yeah. can, for fuck's sake. Like, yeah, as long as you're not hurting anyone, fucking do what you want. Like, there's, it's the question is, and this is not, I don't want to talk because this will take us a long time, <laughs> but I, I just don't want to dive in it too deep. But it, it hurts people. So even if you find happiness in it, mm -hmm. the question is, is it worth it? because of how much it's hurt other people. Sure. So if one person gains joy from it, but three or four people gain misery and sadness yeah, from it. Yeah, because the the Church of Scientology is is in is up to some dark shit. Yeah, and they hurt people. Mm -hmm. That that's factual. Yeah. And in, in indefensible, honestly. And honestly violates I think the is it the second zone, third zone like <laughs> they're violating their own principles here you're yeah. supposed to like yeah well i guess they're they're valuing the first benefit of survival to self over benefit of survival of community i sure uh, moving from a violent like why are you doing first this guys come robotics. on get clear yeah sort yourselves out so we we, we just spent 15 minutes talking about do, do we just want to like yeah, do, do we yeah. want to do yeah. our do our admin and and send the people on their way? I think we're so. sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're we're really sorry. Uh, hopefully, some at least some mild entertainment value was gleaned from that. I don't know. Send us a postcard, or if you're not living in 1990 and don't have postcards, leave a comment on our YouTube channel or our various other social medias. Or you can yell at us at wegiveyoubrainworms.com. You can. Or you can stalk us, find us, and just yell at us. That's true. Yeah, we have a lot of social media that you could stalk us on, send pic uh, send audio of yourself just breathing heavily into your uh, your microphone. No, no, I want pictures of them breathing heavily into their microphone. <laughs> sure. And yeah, if you go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com, you can click the uh, yell at us button, which will let you send us whatever 
obscene materials you want over the internet. If you want to support us with your money, we have a Patreon. You can also find that there. Is that it? Did I did I cover yeah. everything? Oh, yeah. Like, subscribe, ring the bell. It's good for the algorithm. <laughs> okay we're really for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's kind of a one-sided like yeah. it, it lets you know when we post things to poison when it you. works to to <laughs> really hurt you. But if it makes you feel better, we suffer first. Yeah. I've lost the will to live. <laughs> did you ever have Holy it? Holy shit. Oh, what's what? up, buddy? So, Appendix to the Scientific Method, Uh it it was written by John W. Campbell Jr., nuclear physicist, author of The Atomic Story, Okay, and ends with, note, formulation of this scientific methodology was contributed in part by the engineers of Ma Bell, the Bell Telephone Research Laboratories, to whom thanks are extended. I don't know if that means that Ma Bell literally helped write Dianetics, but I hope so. Like, yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't want to dive into this anymore. Stop. We're done. Dude. Pull the plug. Pull we're, the plug. We're gonna. We're gonna go. We're sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna spend some time under my desk. Maybe shrieking. have a good cry and send a shriek. <laughs> <laughs> You're not under your desk yet. You're not doing it right. Oh, yeah. Damn it. All right. Whatever. I'm gonna push the button. Goodbye. Yep. Your butt cheeks is warm. This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is Hodgepod Number no. 1 by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at WeGiveYouBrainworms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. Highway to to the the zero zero zone.